There's no doubt this seat could be lost tomorrow, and that will be a heavy blow to Prime Minister Scott Morrison, who, we've got to say, apart from having an appalling week this week, has been inching the party and the government back into contention. He's been talking about the right issues. He's been recovering in the polls, but it will be a huge setback for him tomorrow if he does lose that seat of Wentworth. Joining me to talk about all this now and other issues is Amanda Stoker, who's the recently installed senator, LNP senator for Queensland. And thanks for joining us, Amanda. Evening, Chris. How are you finding uh, the Senate so far? Uh, wandering up there to the uh, esteemed red leather and watching the chaos unfold in front of you. Oh, some days you feel like you're changing the world. Other days it's frustrating as can be. But you just got to keep on doing the best you can to try and make things a bit better for the people you represent. Where did you line up on that silly stunt from Pauline Hanson against uh, white ra- so-called white racism? Oh, look, like the rest of the team, I voted for it. And it was... The whole thing was pretty silly. Um, most of those motions that come through the Senate are. Um, I mean, the team at some point had made an error and gone, well, you know, it is okay to be white, so let's vote for it. As a matter of fact, it's true. But Yeah, look, we understand the is. sentiment. I understand exactly what Pauline Hanson's on about. We don't want these people constantly telling us we're racist and constantly attacking Western civilization and white middle-aged men and all the rest of it. But the answer to this sort of foolish identity politics surely is not to play the same identity politics in reverse. You're absolutely right. That's that's where the error lies, and that is that you don't deal with the poison of identity politics by trying to get behind a white version of identity politics. Yeah, spot on. I'm going to have a look at that issue a bit later in the program with Jane Marwick. It just occurred to me as I was introducing you that uh, as a new senator, you would have been right in the middle of that. So thanks for sharing those thoughts. So looking to Wentworth, just how much of a blow would it be to the government to lose its majority in the lower house? Look, it would be a problem. It's, it's quite strange that there's this temptation to have a protest, but which I can't understand because locals might have had a sentimental attachment to Malcolm Turnbull. But ultimately, you don't deal with the problem of instability by creating more of it. People hate unstable, unproductive governments, but you've got to vote for stability. And um, a home parliament and an independent who's got some pretty out-there policies is not a recipe for stability. Yeah, I agree with you, Senator Amanda Stoker. The point here is, though, I think it's worth making. As you say, there'll be personal following uh, for Malcolm Turnbull. There'll be people who feel aggrieved about the way he's been treated. But I think it's much broader than that. I think voters in this country are angry about the way the major parties keep doing this. They tear themselves apart. They switch prime ministers. They do people in. Whether you like Malcolm Turnbull or not, whether you vote Labor or Liberal, you're looking at a bit of a sideshow in Canberra that's lasted 10 years and they do want adult government we were promised adult government once and that's what we want <laughs> i can appreciate that but if you look at the record of this government it's got some really serious valuable um, achievements you know we've got the lowest unemployment in seven years right now should have been the biggest story of the week exactly it's the strongest economy we've had in 10 years with just fast track tax cuts for small and medium family businesses by five years they're coming forward We've delivered personal income tax cuts. We've legislated this just this week under um, TPP 11, which means Australian businesses have access to $13 trillion worth of markets with low or no tariffs. So this is big stuff for Australian business opportunity and for job creation. You know, we're getting to the point this year where we have a surplus. We can start repaying debt. This is a big, you know, grown-up government agenda that was promised by the Liberal side of government. It is being delivered 
when you look through the personalities. Yeah, I actually went through that list. I came up with almost an identical list of economic achievements uh, today doing my day job at The Australian because uh, uh, I think that uh, the economic story has been overshadowed this week. As you say, the jobless rate, the trade agreement, and, of course, the prospect that I reckon the budget could actually be in budget this year. We'll hear later on, of course, but uh, it's actually tracking to budget faster than anybody expected. But the problem here is that the reason this economic story was blown off the front pages and off the TV news this week is because of these self-inflicted wounds, these self-created distractions of the Barnaby Joyce leadership story, of the Pauline Hanson voting mistake, uh, all this sort of stuff has actually really distracted the government from what it should be talking about itself. Yep, noted, not going to argue. (laughs) <laughs> okay, then. Well, let me go to uh, the issues that are playing around in Wentworth. Now, this really drives me nuts right now. Dave Sharma, as you'd expect, the Liberal candidate, he's trying to talk about those economic issues and government stability and creating jobs and all the rest of it. But the lineup of people who are trying to knock over the government, the Labor Party, the Greens, Karen Phelps and a range of others, they all say that the number one issue in Wentworth and therefore in the whole country is climate change. How can this be that a country that can't do anything effectively to change what happens globally, emissions are still rising around the world by way more than Australia's emissions uh, uh, even amount to, how can we possibly argue that climate change is our number one issue here in this country? Look, it's not for real Australians. For normal Australians and their jobs and their businesses and their household bills, um, the cost of living and in particular the cost of energy is the issue. And the idea that we need to be signing up to extreme climate ideology in order to satisfy the voters of Wentworth, I think it's really dangerous. When you look at the policy that Karen Phelps puts forward... She's for signing up for 100% renewable energy. Can you imagine the recipe for a South Australia-like disaster nationwide with that? You know, none of the baseload required for reliability. Uh, it would just be... An absolute nightmare. Well, it's worse than that, Senator Amanda Stoker. It's worse than that. It is actually impossible. Now, for my sins, uh, last week I read uh, right through that uh, the latest IPCC report, the latest UN climate report. Now, these are the people who stoke our fears and try and get the whole world to pay more money and do more on this, and they even admit in there that 100% renewable is pretty much impossible. The only countries you could do that is if you have a hell of a lot of uh, stored hydro, a lot of hydro. If you've got a lot of mountains, like in New Zealand, you get a, a lot of hydro, fine. But in Australia, it is literally impossible, not just madness, but impossible. And look, if these um, you know, green-leaning type people were serious about low-emission, high-output energy, we'd be talking about nuclear energy, but we're not. Um, they're just being ideological about this. So why doesn't the government talk about that? Well, I'm encouraging them. You don't think we're doing enough on, in the energy space? The government is doing enough there or governments around the country are doing enough and nuclear should be part of the solution or at least the discussion? Look, if we're going to be truly um, technology agnostic, as you know, we say we must be to deliver affordable baseload energy for all Australians, then that needs to be a part of the mix works so well in Europe. There's a reason why, for instance, the French aren't concerned about meeting their Paris targets, and it's because they're largely run on nuclear, no emissions. Absolutely spot on. I mean, that is a common factor. When you look at countries that don't have uh, trouble with uh, emissions, they either have a lot of hydro or a lot of nuclear. 
That's right. And the modern nuclear reactor is a whole lot safer, more efficient, much cleaner than anything that might be conjured by our stereotypical images of what a nuclear reactor looks like. All right, well, thanks for joining us, uh, Senator Amanda Stoker. Are you going to predict the Dave Sharma narrow victory tomorrow, I suppose? Look, it's certainly what I'm praying for because he's such a high-quality candidate. You know, people say they want to lift the standards of Parliament. This is your guy. Yeah, well said, Amanda Stoker there. The new LNP Senator for Queensland. You're going to hear a lot more from her because, as you heard there, she says what she thinks. She's even pushing the government after getting in there only a few weeks ago. She's pushing them to take up the nuclear issue.